0: This is the Muscles and Management Podcast, where we build your body and your business. Talking all things training, sports performance, and business for athletes and aspiring coaches to enhance your training and better your career. Muscles and Management is brought to you by Challenger Strength with your host, Jerry DiFilippo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 211 of the Muscles and Management Podcast. Uh, I am officially calling this the first episode of the only strength era um it does not launch to 11 to 11.1 however uh the early sign up list is out we have a logo um you know we are the wheels are turning and we are moving um I don't want to overhype this thing but I think it'll be one of the best um strength and speed training learning communities out there and I think the best part about it is it's only $9.99 and you might say to yourself oh well if it's so great like how is it so cheap um I guess one of the perks of you know not being someone who makes all of their money on uh, you know internet-based stuff is I have a little more flexibility to make things a little more affordable when it comes to my pricing because we do have a successful in-person business. Um, so it's it's nine ninety-nine a month. You guys are getting a litany of things. Um, First and foremost, there's going to be a complete exercise database. So it's going to have a list that you guys will have access to, videos. Uh, I anticipate, you know, by month one launch, anywhere between 75 to 100 videos. I think the thing will grow to about 200 videos after the first couple months. And it's going to be updated and added to every week, every month, Uh, whether it's new exercises, whether it's, you know, even things beyond exercises, like some videos with me coaching and queuing athletes. Um, some different learning demonstration based things, some inside looks at the facility, like new stuff's going to be popping up on there all the time. And it's going to be stuff that you can use if you're an athlete to guide your training. It's going to be stuff you can use as a coach to guide your athletes. It's going to be stuff you can use as a parent to guide your athlete and what they're doing. Uh, it's going to be really great. In addition to that, we are going to have a bi-weekly Zoom with members, with me. Mike will be moderating, so we're going to have an hour to 90-minute Zoom where you guys can ask questions. I'm going to go over and and answer as many different things as I can. Those will be recorded, and you guys will have access to those even afterwards if you want to take some notes. Um, We're going to have a forum and a community board uh, on Discord for you guys to interact with each other, and also have improved access to me. So asking questions, dropping things on there, uh, basically a, a revamped and improved place to talk to me outside of my DMs, which I know a lot of you try to you know message me in. This is going to be a place where if you are paying for this membership, you have priority access to discussing things with me in this forum. But you also have the ability to talk and discuss with each other. And I think the beauty of this entire thing is. A lot of the people that are joining this membership, and I know you guys might think this is far-fetched, you know, I have 37,500 followers on Twitter, but I recognize a lot of the names that are coming up on this early sign-up list, and when we're over 200 people already, but I recognize a lot of the names as people that are always interacting with me on Twitter, um liking content and doing stuff. Like I know you guys, a lot of you that are signing up are like-minded people and you believe in a lot of the same stuff that I believe in. So I think it's going to be a really tight knit community of a few hundred people where, you know, you're going to be sharing thoughts and, and talking to each other and dropping training videos and helping out one another. In addition to, you know, me going on there almost every day and answering questions, interacting, like think of it almost like a private Twitter space um, for us to interact with. We're going to have a general Q&A area. We're going to have a, a members update area where you guys are going to receive you know, the logins to the Zoom meetings and different announcements, um, You know, letting you know when different things are going to be added to the video database, all stuff like that. And then we're also going to have an area, and this is something that Mike thought of, and he's on right now, but I'm going to introduce him in a second. Um, we are going to have a uh, Part of the forum where you guys can drop videos of your own training in you can get cues and tips from other coaches if you 're an athlete, you can drop your video in there and and I can cue you and help you. other coaches on there can help out. I can help other coaches you know give takes on what their programming looks like really really cool stuff's going to be going on and then last but not least, every Monday you will get a uh, a bonus newsletter i 'm calling it a newsletter, but it 's probably going to be an email and the version of a sound bite so i 'll have something recorded um for a few minutes like I don't want to make you guys open these things and be on your laptop for a half hour but a quick couple minutes every Monday of something helpful for training um you know hearing my voice talking to me so this is all going to be part of this um right now if you have not already we are offering 50% off month one for anybody who is on the original uh early entry sign up list the first 250 people that click on that and sign up through that list will have 50% 50% off on month one. We're going to drop the link in the show notes. It's all over my Twitter, my Instagram everywhere. If you click on that link, we're at about 200 coaches right now. So don't miss your chance. Uh, Cause it's only been a few days. We're already over 200 people. Make sure you get in there for 50% off month one, tell a friend, you know, recommend it. Um, we're going to have a, a really awesome time here. It launches 11 one. Uh, everybody's going to learn. It's going to be affordable and, and you're going to have, you know, way more access to talking to me and, and you know, Anything that's related to training, we're, we're going to get into it. So I'm um, super pumped about that. I want to intro Mike on. Mike, thanks for joining us as always.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: For sure. I wanted you just to touch on a couple things that we have discussed. Uh, Mike is helping me set up. these. He's helping me with everything. But uh, Mike specifically uh, mentioned a couple of things to me before about what he's been doing with the Discord and where that's at. So um, we'll give you guys a little info. Uh, if Go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Discord is going to be an amazing um, additional tool for people who want to get more access to you obviously when people send um you know dms and stuff for the podcast we get to as many of those as we can but in a podcast setting you know two three of them sometimes four is the most we can do at once and you're getting way more than that per week um you know just when you're talking out loud when you're doing a pod it's going to take longer to answer those and you're not going to get to them as often Whereas we're going to have a Q and A in this discord for people who aren't familiar with discord. It's just like a group setting. It's kind of like a Slack. It's kind of like a Facebook group, but it's all really super easy and, and intuitive to use. Um, and there's going to be a Q and A section that Jerry is going to hop into, you know, a couple of times a week, maybe more often, depending, we'll just have to see. And he'll just knock out a ton of questions. Um, other people can touch, touch up on it. You know, we'll have, a wide range of people in these and people can help other people out, but, but Jerry's going to be in there answering a ton of questions. Um, it, it'll be a go-to place to, you know, with Twitter, you can see stuff most of the time, but, you know, Jerry tweets a lot of great stuff. So sometimes it can get buried, whereas the Discord's going to have a resource list of every, you know, every newsletter, every podcast, every, every new exercise, all of that great stuff. So it'll be really easy to access And just a good way for people to interact with each other, you know, coaches can, can put out on the general chat if they're having an issue with something and other coaches can hop in and say what's worked for them. And Jerry will hop in dollars as well. And it'll just be a really good, amazing place to like, just think tank and have ideas bounced off each other.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the best part about it too, is like, I could tell you one thing and I'm sure my family would agree and probably tell you, they think it's more of like an addiction, but I'm on my phone all the time. Um, and like, I'll, I'll have this discord and this, this member, this forum right up on my phone. And like Mike said, and and Mike alluded to, um, you know, I'll be on there answering questions all the time. Like I really, I want to, you know, funnel all the stuff that goes through my DMS into a place like this, where I can you know talk to you guys and the zooms are going to be cool. Like you'll get to actually see my face and um, you know, have more face to face time with me. So I think it's going to just be a really cool community and, and there's going to be a lot of learning going on and it's going to continue to expand and evolve. And I've already spoken to Julian about adding, you know, some nutritional components to it at, at once we're a few months in and things are kind of rolling. So we'll talk about that eventually might do some, you know, more intricate stuff with tiered memberships for even more primary access or different things based on, you know, what you want to do. We'll always keep this base level kind of where we are right now with everything, but I definitely think we'll add to it and expand as we go. So super excited. Go click that link and get on uh, and don't miss out on being one of those first 250 for uh, 50% off on uh, month one. So all that said and done, I do want to get to some of the educating and and topics and things we want to talk about today on the show. Um, Mike, was there anything that stood out to you social media wise this week that should be talked about?
1: I mean, I have some tweets, but I don't, nothing really stood out to like a lot to me. Otherwise, did you have anything you wanted to touch on?
0: Um, yeah, I think nothing too dramatic has happened. Um, I don't think, um, TikTok has been kind of mild. I'm getting really annoyed with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, like, uh, I hate to sound arrogant, but like, I put some stuff out. I'm like, this is frigging good information. And this is so in depth and like. It doesn't blow up, but then you see the stupid stuff that blows up on there, and you just wonder, like, is it ever going to become strictly an educational platform? Um, so I get jaded sometimes with it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, really nothing too much from, like, a, you know, this happened, we need to discuss it. Um, you know, I, I I think we can kind of probably just roll into some tweets for the week. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm sure we got some interesting stuff. And then we also have, you know, several good questions this week and things that I definitely want to touch on. But, um, yeah, let's start with the tweets, and and let's go from there.
1: Perfect. So let's start with one that did pretty well and was – I I actually think it actually did do pretty well on TikTok as well, but it was the um, 30 pounds and 12-inch vert gains in two years. Oh, yeah. So your top 12 things for that um, was max effort jumps, heavy lifts, high ground force, tempo lifts, loaded jumps below jumps, quick contacts, heavyweight fast, lightweights fast. Train in season, eccentrics, and nutrition.
0: Yeah. So, firstly, let me just say, I have to give a shout out for uh, the athlete in that video. That is Garrett Wolf. Garrett is a senior in high school, believe it or not, with already a thirty-seven plus inch vertical. Uh, He is going to play baseball at Stevens Institute of Technology next year, which is, if you don't know, obviously a very good academic school, but also one of the better D3 baseball programs. Um, They're competitive in the Northeast every year. Uh, You know, I think he's a kid that had Division I ability, but as everyone knows right now, with all the transfer portal stuff going on, it has become very tough for athletes to kind of, you know, climb their way through the ranks of there. So I'm very happy where he landed, but just to give you some perspective on like the type of ability and and athletic ability that he has, um, you know, that's my kind of take on him. But, uh, with that said, uh, Garrett started training with us in November of 2020. He was about 140 pounds and he was roughly around like 25 and change on his vertical that day. And I would say Garrett's results are a combination of like the quality of his genetics, you could just tell when you met him, he's a natural fast twitch athlete, Um, you know, minimal training or speed training. You know, he was already close to like a seven flat 60 runner or a little bit above. Um, You could just tell he was super explosive and a big part early on, like we got him up to like a 28 inch for after just like six weeks of training. Cause like the ability was there. We just had to unearth it. Um, But I think like taking an athlete in two years and gaining 30 plus pounds of body weight and going up from a 25 and change to basically what happened last week was we were not even, we're not even in the off season yet. He's finishing up fall baseball. um, And we, he was, we had some basketball players in here and he was like, Oh, I want to see my vert. I want to see my vert. So he went and did it. I didn't even really want him to do it. And he wanted to try it. So I was like, all right, like, fine. Like if you're going to do it, just go use our little cheat code system. We use, we do like the band resisted jump right into for two reps. We do two band accelerated jumps. And then he goes into, Uh, a minute rest. And then he does his vert. And I was like, I wasn't expecting too much because we're not really, like I said, we're in, in season. We just came off a summer season. We've been training consistently, but like, we're not in a mode right now where I think we're peaking by any means. So I was like, you know, not expecting too much. And I'm over on the other end of the turf and the other end of the facility. And I hear Julian go, Oh shit. And he hits, I I, I walk over him. Like what happened? He just hit a 37, four. Now Imagine my surprise as his previous (laughs) PR before this was a 35.4. And that was like end of the winter going into the season. Like we were at like in great position. Like he wasn't playing a lot of games. His legs were fresh. We just did like all this buildup of training. So I wasn't expecting that to be even like, even for him to hit his previous best number. So of course I missed it. I didn't see the 37.4, right? So now he's like, I got to show you, I got to do it again, whatever. So we go back, I let him rest for like four minutes. He runs through the the little cheat code thing again, and he hits like a 36-3, which was again, a PR almost over an inch over his best before that um, from a few months back. But like, you know, of course, when I went to go watch, we couldn't get him back to that 37. So uh, moral of the story is like just super, super pumped about that. Really cool. Um, you know, adding twelve inches over to your vert and, and over thirty pounds is not easy to do in a little less than two years. So, I, a lot of the credit goes to him, and I say that because the consistency with which he's worked and which he's trained has been pretty phenomenal. Um, he he never stopped training. He maybe you know he went from four days in the off season to maybe only three or two during the in season, but like without fail, trained every single week throughout the last almost two years, no matter what he had going on. And I think the results show. Um, you know, I try to tell kids all the time, like, oh, my numbers aren't going up or Well, you missed last week, the month before you missed another week. Like if you're not putting in that consistency, it's going to show. And I think when a kid like him who has his genetic ability, you combine that with good training and, and him following the training and doing a good job of implementing everything that we're doing, um, you know, and all that stuff, I think, you know, the biggest factor in that aside from the genetics is probably just the consistency. Now. I did put a list of things we did to get to that point, And a lot of it is important, but I think, and and, and the consistency in training year round was a big part of it. Um, we definitely got stronger. We added over 200 pounds to his, uh, to his deadlift, which I think is now, you know, is super important in terms of just, um, you know, what we're trying to do from a force producing perspective. Uh, we also did a litany of other things. So I mentioned the depth jumps like Garrett, started two years ago, I'd say as he's been training, you know, I've developed more of a um, understanding and and like of the use of the depth jumps for when it comes to building eccentric force abilities and improving our, you know, movement out of our load of our jumps. So that was a big factor, Um, you know, doing maximum effort, maximum effort jumps all the time and and things like that. Like go through that list, go through that tweet, watch the video. I, I detail it all, but um i i think the moral of the story there is if you do sound basics consistently um good things will happen so uh yeah i'm happy you brought that up because that was a cool uh fun story last week uh what do you got for me next
1: uh another one i have here just because the reason i have this one is we get a ton of people asking about their young athletes and i think some of them they don't love the answer, but it can be simpler than what they want it to be. So you tweeted, perform your strength lifts for five reps for a couple of weeks, then go down to three, two, and even one. Repeat this four to six week cycle for six months. Try to add five times every time you start again. If you're a novice l- lifter, you'll gain 50 to 75 pounds on your lower body lifts. It can be simple. Go get strong.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm there's also, there was a follower question on this too. So we'll get to this a little more later as well. We'll kind of like hit this twice. Um, I do think it's definitely underrated how easy it can be to get strong again with the consistency, but like if you're just following something that's progressed, um, you know, you're, you're doing a five rep lift, you're marking down what you did for that weight. You do five reps again the next week and you say, okay, I did 300 pounds last week for that. I'm going to do 305 this week if I can. And if you continue to do that and in that time span, you go from five reps a couple of times and you go to three, then you go to two, then you go to one and then you repeat that same thing over again, and now you take every week you did those, those reps, you try to add five pounds from the cycle you did before. If you can repeat that for six months to a year, or even just six months, because I said six months in the tweet, um, and you're a novice level lifter, or even maybe a little bit more advanced, you'd be surprised with how much you could add in terms of strength just from doing something as simple as that. None of this crazy loading or um, different types of you know intricate programming. Like It can be very simple or much simpler than people think it can be. And I think that was like my over, my, my, my overall point on that was just like not making it as complicated as some people try to, I think it really gets, um, you know, a a really, (laughs) it it just gets to a point where, you know, people try to overcomplicate things and I don't think it's necessary. So my main point with that, was just understanding, um, you know, that that's the case.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, I got one more for you that I wanted to touch. I'm actually shouting out uh, Julian on this one. So yeah. um, this one is the uh, – he put out a tweet. Injured, adapt, and change the plan. Calf raises, replace pogos. Sprinter isos, replace sprints. Bike, four to eight seconds. Equals energy demands in sprinting. Uh, hip drivers, isolate hip flexor. Isos instead of jumps. Band drops, uh, catches to sim, depth, jump stimulus. And it's, uh, for context, it's a kid with, you You probably know better than I do, but he's got a, an arm brace on and, and you reply, um, people ask us why we're growing so fast and why we're popular in our area. It's things like this. The places around us don't give detail, don't take time to personalize when needed, don't track progress. These things will keep making us special.
0: Yeah. So backstory, that's uh, an athlete named Owen. Um, he's a beast. He's been super consistent training with us. And a lot of that goes uh shout out to his parents who understand the importance of this. They've seen the results it's gotten him and he got hit in football and suffered a, an injury to his scap uh, that needed a small surgery. So he's in a sling and, you know, he's not missed a beat. He's kept training. He's done everything he can to train his legs around that injury. So first shout out goes to them for understanding, you know, we can still work around injuries. And I think a lot of people like, some little thing happens and they just want to shut down training right away versus like pushing through it. I think that's the first thing. Um, Second component to that is Julian, obviously, you know, putting together stuff for him to do that works around the injury. And I think that's one of the more fun things that we have to do as coaches is trying to get creative and get challenged to have to find ways to get athletes better um, when they're limited and what they can do. I think that's a really fun part of it. And my response to that was like, You know, as much as I sometimes take for granted what we do and the value we provide to our athletes, I think I just have to make myself understand that, like, it's still not the norm. Um, You know, a lot of places you go still to this day are putting out the same program one time on a board. Everyone does it. Everyone does the same weights. Like, you know, part of what I was stressing and what I was saying to him in that reply was. Yeah. There's a reason why we are growing the way we are, why we're becoming more popular and why everyone wants to try to come in and train here is because we do the extra little bit to, to, to make sure that athletes are accommodated based on their special circumstances. If there are any, um, you know, not many places are going to have a kid come in with a sling and have a coach find a way to, you know, train eccentric forces on their, uh, legs with like, like we do it a depth jump, but instead just do it with bands across the athletes. Um, Athlete shoulders that kind of pull them down like there's just different things we can do. And I think, you know, it just further stresses the importance of being able to like provide for things like that with your athlete. So yeah, shout out to Julian on that um, it was really cool to kind of see him get creative. It's it's one of the my favorite things to do as a coach. Um, you know, so I, I think that is a really important point for two reasons, one from the coaching side, but two from the athlete side and parent side to understand that like, you know, an injury to the upper or lower body doesn't mean you should stop training either the upper or lower body or, or what's healthy.
1: Awesome. Uh, I lied. I do have one more and it's just kind of biased because I had a, uh, experience with this actually yesterday. It's kind of funny. So you tweeted just an hour ago. Oh, scrolling this my vent scrolling back. my venmo just now saw someone pay for a kindergarten speed and agility class really send them to the park give them extra recess time what are we doing and i laughed when i saw this because my son had uh another flag football game last night
0: your son's even a little how old is your son
1: he's he turns 7 next month
0: okay so yeah he's almost um, the same age as my nephew yeah. so the, even yeah, a little bit older but still he's kind in, of ridiculous
1: yeah yeah he's in first grade and the reason uh i mean he he had a play last night, and, I mean, he's he's pretty athletic for his age, and some Mike, of these kids Mike are really underselling awkward.
0: It. Mike's underselling it. He sent me videos of his son um, hawking kids down on the flag football field and his out speed. He looks like he's Ed Reed <laughs> out there. I just, that's, uh, that's just all that. <laughs> But, no, but, yeah, no, You so, can probably, when he's moving around, like he's got some extra burst. it's just like he has it. It's not like you've been, like, you know, doing stuff with him since he's been two years old in the basement
1: well so after one of the plays last night towards the end of the game apparently leaned over to me and they said wow bowen's like looking really athletic and fast did you take him to that uh speed class this summer and i was like and for context i i definitely didn't because he's not he lives with his mom in the summers but i was like no and i just kind of just acted like no no did did you guys like what what are you talking about and apparently someone had put on uh someone from the area put on a youth speed class and it was from ages four to nine. So there were four year olds out probably doing some ladder drills.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I, I have parents of nine and 10 year old ask, and I think that's a bit different. That's like a few years later on. Uh, and I actually like starting at that age doing basic speed stuff, but it's also like, you know, I don't really promote it. If a parent asks me, do you want to train my younger kid? I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll do stuff that helps them. If they want to really get them to start developing habits and if the kids actually enjoy it, it's fun for them. Great. Now, I do think, you know, when you're five, six, seven, even eight years old, it's a little bit maybe of an overkill. Although I don't think if the, if the kid enjoys it, you know, there's a lot of benefits you can get from starting them up that early. But I, I do think the obsession with like, you know, this fast track them prodigy type stuff. Like if your kid's five, six or seven years old, like just let them play and have fun. If you want to start maybe exploring some basics of some things when they're eight or nine? You know, you can, um, but you got to have, make sure they enjoy it. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times you see these kids going through these things at such a young age. If they're not enjoying it, you know, what's the point? Um, but I also just think like, you don't really, you shouldn't need a class to just let kids be kids. Right. um, you know, it's a fine line. Like, i as much as I say, get them started early. I do think there's a bit of a ridiculous point. Like, I if a, if a father or mother wants their nine or ten year old to start developing some like good speed training and, and you know lifting habits, that's great. If someone got their kid learning how to do lifting stuff when they were five or six years old and they'd enjoyed it, that's great. But I do think like places having classes for kids that young, it's like a, a little bit on the ridiculous side um like if they're playing the sport like if the kids that are with your son right now are just playing flag football with him that alone's going to do a lot to get them you know faster and more explosive and more agile for, you know sure.
1: What I mean? for sure yeah
0: so all right uh we got questions
1: yeah let's do some questions all right first one hey jerry great stuff you post thank you i know average runners get to first in game around 4.3 uh, do you have some time ranges we can use for ninety or thirty yard sprints? If you have anything like average, average, good, elite table, or something we can use at a camp to gauge, we are running the thirty today with our team. Thank you. And this yeah, is from I wish Brad I Cook.
0: This earlier, he is the head coach of Hobart Baseball. Yeah. Um, which is a D- Division three school, very great academics. I'm pretty sure all their sports are very solid. I have a guy, former athlete of mine, that plays hockey there, but um, I picked this mostly because I'm really pumped about. Um, you know what I'm seeing or, or how I'm seeing things like this happen where a baseball coach is running a 30 with his uh players at a camp um to gauge effectiveness rather than a 60. I will tell you that data wise, if you want to, major league baseball I'm pretty sure publishes their combine results and they run a 30. So obviously those will be higher than what you're seeing from like the kids going into into college, but it gives you an idea of what the elite times are. And then you could also go on perfect game. And I'm almost positive now. Perfect game does splits at 10, 20 or 10, 30 and 60, maybe. I, I don't know what the exact splits are that they do, but they do definitely have splits. If I'm I'm almost positive. On thirty yard times for kids. So what I would do is like go on your um, go on the, the databases of these scouting services and these combine events and see what their thirty yard splits are. Um, if, especially for baseball. Like obviously you can find other sports. Like you can go on you know different football combine sites and see their ten yard splits in a forty. But if you want to get a really good gauge of a thirty yard um, of a thirty yard sprint for a baseball player, I'm pretty positive Perfect Game does have their splits now when they run their sixties. And you could also get an idea if you want to give them a little bit of something to look towards of like what the elite um, Major League Baseball players are running. Then I would definitely check out um, the MLB Combine 30-yard sprint times. And I think those would be a good place to start. And then from there, just start keeping track of and, and, and grouping together all the times of all the players that you work with. Have the players on your team run 30s. And then have the kids that are coming to your showcase camps and and your camps from high school run them and you could have a comparison group all of your, um, your team athletes each year into positional buckets get average times. That you see and you could have that as a comparison like here's what our kids are running that are already on our team and here's what the kids are running at a camp and here's how they compare so use those couple early things now and then when you have your own metrics um and you have your own database over a couple years start to compile then it becomes a lot easier so that's how that's my advice on that
1: perfect all right next one We we're just talking about this, but he's nine. So you're thinking it's in the good range. Where do you start with a nine-year-old boy to get faster or is that too early?
0: No, I think that's fine. If he really wants to do it, if you go there, if you bring him and he's miserable, then I would bring him right home and never bring him back till he feels like he's right. not doing it again because that's the worst thing you want to have happen. Um, I put up a lot of tweets about this stuff like – sprinting max speed twice a week, make them have fun. If they race each other, they're going to run at full speed. I just had a group of 11 and 12 year old kids come in last night and they were literally screaming and yelling, flying around the turf, loving life. Um, cause they were baseball players. And I told them to run to me, like they're beating a ball out to shortstop to win the championship. And they were running like animals. Um, yep. and then I told them afterwards, like, Hey, sprinting is good and all, but then we'll just get you stronger. So you could hit dingers and you could jog around the bases. And, uh, they thought that was <laughs> great too. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, compete, max speed sprinting two times a week. Compete, max effort jumps two times per week, right? Somehow find a way to get them to compete to load as fast as they possibly can. Um, Have them out in open space reacting to each other. You're going to get a lot of that out in in the practice um, environment. But if you can, you know, get to the point where they're, you know, playing different free-forming games of tag, uh, partner shadowing drills, drills where they're reacting to different balls, like color wise, or um, things to make them, you know, a ball drops and it makes their sprint start, things like that. Like get them moving in space at full speed while reacting to different environments. Um, And then from a strength training point of view, I would say stick to your main movement patterns, your pushes, your pulls, your squats, your hinges, your single leg variations, like get them building quality push-up form, get them building quality squat form, and add load to those things as they improve. Get them working on chin-up iso hold. You can start to add weight to those to improve their ability to do chin-ups. Um, get them learning how to do a proper hip hinge early on. Um, it's going to do a lot for them when it comes to just moving better in their sport. I would say stick to the one-to-five rep range. We love um, eccentrics and isometrics. Uh, eccentrics really do help build um, dynamic uh, motor ability and, and stabilization and control through the ranges of motion. So those are always our friend. Um And above all else, like track some progress, track the weights they're using each week. You know, if you could do a vertical jump or a sprint speed time, um, you know, do stuff like that to show them that those numbers are improving. Uh, Because if you really want to continue to increase their engagement and how much they love training, nothing helps more than seeing results. Um, So that's where I would start when they're that young. Just they got to have fun. If they're not having fun, you can't do it. But if they are having fun, those are the things that, you know, I would do.
1: Awesome. Uh, I want to do one more. Yeah. All right. Do you have a preference to which one?
0: Um, now I'm forgetting what I sent you. Oh, I mean, look at what I sent you. Um, I do, I do want you guys to understand this too. Like I, and I think Mike could tell you this. I sent these to him like 10 minutes before we recorded today. So I'm not like, there's
1: no pre thoughts. I'm
0: not like scanning these things and reading them. I'm just sending them. I like doing it this way. Um, Mm -hmm. let's see. Um, I, I kind of already touched on. Uh, let's just go do the one real quick. Uh, read me. I, I have it right in front of me. I'll read it. Um, this is from Andrew. His logo blocks his name, which is annoying. I'd love to say his name, but uh, co-owner of Big Man Academy. I love that name. Uh, program dedicated to development of middle school and high school linemen. Very cool um there's actually a place around new jersey called pro edge and they do all the lineman training i think it's cool like giving those nice. big guys a place where they can train because everyone knows yep. the, Q- the qbs and receivers and running backs all have a place to go um so got to give a uh, got to give our big guys somewhere to develop but uh andrew says how's it going for the five rep program how many working sets are required so i wouldn't say i necessarily drop this as like a program but i was more so just speaking to like you know, do five reps or less gradually work down to one over the course of four to six weeks, um, you know, and add uh, five pounds to those lifts as you start to cycle over again, every time, pretty simple. Um, How many working sets? So we generally, believe it or not, only do one top set. So top set, meaning like, if we're doing five reps, 85% of your max is generally a good window to be in for a a strong and a hard five rep set, we're going to do the five rep set, at that top weight, we're going to do probably four warm-up sets, five, three to five. Um, you're going to do three warm-ups if you have a little bit lower weight on the bar because you don't need that much to build up to it, and anywhere up to five warm-up sets to get up to uh, a heavier weight if you're a little more advanced. We're going to do those five warm-ups, and then we'll rest, and then we'll go to our working set. Everything after that working set is is the same repetitions, but different things. So we do what we call a back down set. So now we'll drop usually about 10% from where our top set was. And we'll do another set of five, let's just say, this is a way to accumulate volume and accumulate workload at a little bit lesser of an intensity, which is a really good way to do some max, sub max weights to still build some strength. Excuse me. And then from there, we, what we really like to do is I love to do eccentric focus sets. Cause like I said, the eccentric focus, Increasing that, you know, a little bit of time under tension is going to improve our motor control and stability and and relationship and comfort with the movement. So I like to do two to three of those sets after those first two. So generally, that's how I'll do it. It could change based on the athlete, but we only really do one top working set. We're not doing three to four sets at 85%. Once you get past that first set, like, good luck. It's going to be really tough. Um, if you're doing a five rep set, that's pretty close to what your five, quote unquote, five rep max is with good form. Doing more than one set of that is going to start to get ugly and you're going to be, you know, struggling. So, um, to it be, it'd be surprising to some people, but that's all we do. Awesome. Any questions on anything, Mike? I, I like no. it sometimes too, cause you know, you're hearing everything from their perspective. Um, yeah, no, I think all right. Super- so, don't want to drive this home too much, but guys, go sign up. Only Strength link in the show notes. Link is on my Twitter bio. Link is all over my Twitter because I've been tweeting the shit out of this thing. Um, it's on my Instagram bio. It's in the newsletter. If you're on our newsletter, um, we we just hit. I think we're at um, we're easily over three thousand uh, subscribers to the newsletter now, and I'm pretty sure yesterday when I clicked on um, my Twitter, I don't know if we had some late, you know uh, imports or something that kind of just went up, but I saw it. it was all the way up to like 3,400 something yesterday. Yeah.
1: 3,400 is what we're at right now.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty damn cool. Uh, speak of the devil. Just got a, uh, just got a, uh, person sign up. I got an email just as I'm telling you about this. Uh, so we're right at around 200. So I'm really pumped about that. You know, we got over a month till this thing launches. So you're going to keep hearing more information and keep getting updates on it. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss out on this. Guys, we're we're, we're going to go all in. And you guys know if you've been loyal listeners of the show or followers, I over deliver and I always, um, you know, give, uh, you know, over the top of what's even expected. And everything I put out, I know is helpful and in depth. And um, you could only imagine how great that's going to be if you're paying for something because everything else is free. So um, I'm pumped about it. We're gonna do some great stuff. I'm happy to have Mike helping me because you know he's the wizard of all this you know online stuff. So uh, this is gonna be big, guys. Only strength and some speed too. Don't forget about speed. I love speed, um, but I think only strength sounds a little <laughs> better than only speed. Um, per my desire to be funny and and kind of uh, pull from the OnlyFans uh, type thing. So that's the in- that's the inspiration from it. But you will see no nude pictures of me. I promise. Um, that will be on the $25 a month special package. Um, (laughs) but thanks guys, as always, thank you for listening, share the show, give us feedback, keep asking questions. We're going to have a new feature that, you know, if you DM me a question, it directs you to an email to drop your questions, a, a podcast specific email. Uh, we're running out of time here on my zoom. So that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Muscles and Management brought to you by Challenger Strength. I'm your host, Jared D. Filippo, signing off from the show that's changing how we view sports performance, training, and business.